Naimob, I hope this finds you well wherever you are. I want to have a yarn today about the power of getting out of your head and into your body. For me, my body remembers far more than my mind ever will and it carries so much and there's a there's a saying in the trauma trauma space that the body bears the trauma the body remembers so when we go through life events and we experience something that the mind can't process or deal with for whatever reason whether it's the time of life that it happens whether it's your age your capacity when we can't process things that happen to us in the mind and we push them down, we store them in the body. The body remembers. But here's the other thing. The body also remembers all the good things. For me, my mind is so filled with scar tissue and trauma that a lot of the things that happened in my early years really impacted the development of myself as a, as a woman, as the development of my brain. So one of the things that I have realized is, is that I struggle to process things to long-term memory and I will be at events or I will do things and people will come up to me or people will say things to me. And I have no recollection of that time, that place or that person. And that's really hard as, as a mum to recognize that there's so many things from my older children's early years that I don't remember. And this idea that the body remembers, the body bears the trauma is something that I came across in my, in the start of my trauma studies when I started the um, graduate certificate of Indigenous trauma and recovery under the guidance of Annie Judy Atkinson, who is a world leading expert in Indigenous trauma and recovery. And I realized that when I was at my darkest moment with my um, postpartum psychosis was after an incident where I actually started to act out, act on the psychosis and the images that I was having to hurt um, one of my twins and I also tried to suicide in that same day. And it was in that moment coming home and, and being with my family and my my partner George saying, well, if you don't want to take medication, if you don't want to go and speak to someone about this, because I was there was no way in hell I was sitting in four walls with a psychologist or a counsellor after what had just happened in the doctor's office. Uh, he suggested that we that I go back to jujitsu, that we go back to jujitsu and and try and see if that would work. That moving my body, jujitsu saved my life and saved that of my children. I honestly believe that now and know that from the reflection of my journey and it also opened me up to a new way of to start to deepen my connection and practice of my culture and it also opened me up to movement as therapy movement as a way of healing and processing so for me when I would go to jiu-jitsu it would allow me to get out of my head and into my body and by the time I came back to my head after a jiu-jitsu session, I would find that there was a lot more space. I was able to be with my thoughts and respond rather than being consumed by them. And the more I, I didn't consciously know this at the time, 
but it's the way that I slowly clawed my way out of the the darkness and the pain that I was in so that I could be there for my children and become the woman and the mother that I knew was available to me but was being blocked by the the trauma of my of my of my baby's birth of so here's the thing that they don't didn't tell me uh, while being pregnant is that because of all the trauma that I had experienced but also the epigenetics of trauma that existed in my family line is that I was at such a high risk of postpartum depression psychosis because of the trauma that I had already experienced and that pregnancy and birth can actually be a catalyst for that trauma to all kind of come to the surface, particularly if it's unprocessed trauma. And for the majority of my life, I had pushed my trauma down because I didn't have the time or the space to deal with it or process it. So it got stored in my body. So after I had gave birth to my twins, my body couldn't store anymore. It couldn't hold any more of that repressed trauma and emotion and, and the narrative that I that I held about myself in those experiences. So it started to come up. Jiu-jitsu allowed me to process that. So when I would go to the mats and I'd be dark and I'd be in my head, movement allowed me to gain perspective. Movement allowed me to just breathe a little bit away from that darkness that let a little bit of the light could come in. And here's now what I know about these experiences around the power of my body being my guide and my conduit for finding my purpose, for my my thinking, my spirituality, my just my the what my body communicates with me in a far greater way in terms of what I think about the world, what I think about my way of being in the world and where my power comes from is from my body because even when you go to self-development courses or you hear about motivation, it says that the mind is something to be controlled. It is something to be guided and that the mind is like this ancient computer stuck in freeze, flight, fight mode um, because we're still it's still very much stuck. Our systems, it's like I've heard it described as being like a computer. You can tell I'm, I'm not too up to date with the nuances of this particular yarn. The, it is often referred to that the the brain is like an outdated is like a computer with an outdated system processing system that isn't um, capable of of keeping up with the current situation. Being that if you live in countries like Australia um, or, or America and you're you're say got a fear around public speaking. And that fear is is deathly to you. For some people, they think that um, they'd, they'd prefer to, <laughs> to die than public speak. Now, that thought, the way the body processes that thought is if you were being faced with a lion or a tiger and you freeze, fight or flight. So for me, I was like, well, why would I put, let my brain have, the, the dominant saying things when I can connect back to my body and let my body and its energy guide me. The return back to jiu-jitsu, particularly competing over the last 12 months, so it's been 12 months exactly since I did my first competition. My first competition was in was nationals in 2021 after the birth of my son, so I'd had three years off competition. 
And then this year, what the first competition was the Abu Dhabi Jiu-Jitsu Pro uh, Sydney Grand Slam. And for context, I haven't had the ability to train a whole hell of a lot or develop my jiu-jitsu due to work commitments, family commitments, and just no accessibility to get to the mats. So when I went into this competition, literally my focus and intention for the competition was to understand, to get a baseline of where I'm at with my mindset, my body conditioning, um, where I sit against another opponent, and where I'm at technically. So when I got onto the mats, I was like... I just basically shut my mind down. I was like, okay, let's just tap hands and see where you're at. My body remembers far more than my mind ever could about my jiu-jitsu. The muscle memory, the just when I let myself surrender to my body's knowing and my body's memory, I was a I was executing when I watched the footage of my my match back, um it it surprised me because I was like the game that I executed in that first match against my opponent was the same game I've been playing since, um, since white belt. And it just really sat with me around going the moments when my mind has been overwhelmed and I haven't been able to make a decision. And I've just said, you know what, I'm just going to surrender to my body. And I let my body make the decision in terms of is my energy, when I look at that thing or I think about that that thing or that situation, is it expansive? Is it making me want to lean in more or is it making me contract? Am I in a fight response or a flight response? So my body's ability and my heart's ability to guide me, and now I know this is that my culture, we have the last 230-plus years of colonialism of trauma, of the truth of what happened from 1778 to 2023. However, we also have all of the song lines, all of the, the the DNA, the things that sit in our memory is that our ancestors didn't just give us trauma. They also gave us connection to the oldest living culture in the world. So if, if my culture... My culture has existed and been and practiced thousands of generations through time memorial and it's been the last 230 years that that was disrupted. It means that it's scar tissue, that as I heal and that those open wounds begin to heal, I can access that power. I can access that body intelligence, I can access that ancestral memory of well-being, of health, of connection, of culture, of language and dance. It's just sitting there waiting for me to create space so it can be remembered through my body and its knowing. And so the more and more I lean into allowing and trusting that my body knows far more than I ever will, and that my body is the conduit for my energy, my power, and what I'm meant to do in this world to come through before my mind, that my heart and my body are there to guide my mind, the more I can lean into it and trust that my body knows far more than my mind and that getting out of my head and back into my body is my way of stepping into my power and it allows me to find my path forward.